three of Twisney World, uh, the podcast that is a love letter to immersive environments in theme parks and beyond. This is episode three, Getting Swizzled, and episode three is going to be all about one of our most favorite experiences in an immersive hotel environment. And I think the surprise about this episode is going to be that you don't always have to pay top dollar for that. You don't always have to stay in the most expensive hotel to get that really awesome thematic experience. And Ari and I had an experience this last year where that's exactly what happened to us. And so we're really excited to talk about it today. But before we do that, of course, we want to start off with our cocktail. So take it away. We do. So we are today going to make a dessert cocktail. So a drink that you're going to have as a lovely dessert. And the reason we're doing this cocktail is because it is actually going to be one of the cocktails that is featured in the hotel lobby bar that we'll be speaking about. And it's a classic after dinner cocktail. So we're going to make a Brandy Alexander. So what you're going to need for your Brandy Alexander are one and a half ounces of cognac. And uh, the one that they're using in their recipe is Cuvassier. I could not find that, which is shocking. Like, how do you not find Cuvassier? But I couldn't. So I bought a different cognac at a similar price point. Then you're going to need one ounce of creme de cacao. I'm using de Kuiper. And I believe that's what you're using as well, Elle? It is. And that is mostly because I don't drink a lot of dessert cocktails. And so spending a ton of money on something where I'm probably going to have like a bottle for like the rest of my natural life um, and not use it that much. I just couldn't foresee being like, I'm going to buy a $70 chocolate liqueur, but I'll probably have someone be like, you should have. And there are $70 bottles of chocolate liqueur. I was tempted, but also that's insane for the exact same reason that Elle said. So I just went with DeKuyper. And then we're also going to have one ounce of cream. And you'll want some nutmeg. Preferably, you want to use um, a freshly grated nutmeg. Now, in their recipe, they're using ice cream mix. So I suspect that their particular after dinner cocktail is going to be a little sweeter than ours, but I don't like a super sweet cocktail. So we're doing a traditional Brandy Alexander. Are you ready to go for it? Yeah, just about, okay. I'm just throwing in some ice. All right, let's shake it up. Okay. Shaking. All right, we are serving these cocktails in coops. Uh, which we discussed in our first episode. So if you don't know what a coupe is, remember it's that beautiful little bowl on top of a stem. So what you see Marie Antoinette drinking out of in um, oh that movie, which I'm pretty sure was called Marie Antoinette. I think I think it actually was. Like, <laughs> Um, with what's her name? I can't remember her name now. It's going well. We're kicking, we're kicking all the goals and we haven't even had a sip of our beverage yet. Okay. Are you trying it? I'm sprinkling on my nutmeg. 
And remember, you're straining that and serving it up. So you're not serving it over ice. It's just going to be shaken up with the ice and just serving up. And I'm going to go ahead and have a sip. Oh, holy shit. Ooh. Um, yeah, that's good. I might die. <laughs> Are you okay over there? Yeah. It's, honestly, like, and now everyone's going to be like, you fool. This is stronger than I expected, and now I'm, like, not sure why I expected it to not have a bit of a kick. It definitely does. I really like it. Yeah, this is actually pretty good. Um, You would not want to drink this on a hot day. No, because as we all know, on a hot day, milk is a bad choice. Yeah, and this would be, like... Honestly, the fact that this is served in a hotel in Florida is almost kind of insane. And spoiler alert, the hotel that we are talking about is, in fact, um, Cabana Bay, which is at Universal Orlando. And Cabana Bay, so we had the fortune of getting to stay at Cabana Bay last year. And when we walked into this beautiful, beautiful hotel, you immediately are hit with the theming. So what we have is this gorgeous retro style place. It's, would you say it's like 50s, 60s? It, it skews a little more 60s and I'm probably, is it like, would you call it like, like Gucci architecture almost like it's like a 60s like seaside resort yeah I think I would go with that so when you go out and like right when you get to this resort right out in front where the lobby is there are all these beautiful retro cars so these beautiful classic cars that sort of set the tone for this is the time period that we're in. And these are like guests that have parked here driving these beautiful cars. They're really fun for a picture. So you can take a cute little picture in front of those cars. The cars are always parked there. And they have like luggage and then like vintage luggage in them as well. So it does really give you that feeling like they go all in on the theme right away, which I think is so cool because once again, this is considered one of the value properties um, at Universal and the theme is really apparent from the beginning like you very much do feel like you're kind of stepping into the past there's a lot of neon um, it's just like it's bright it's welcoming and you really almost feel like I felt like apologetic walking in there being like look at me wearing shorts and like not like a cute little play suit or something Literally later, I changed into multiple different play suits to walk through the hotel and to take pictures. And I didn't feel out of place at all. I felt like I belonged. I felt like the outfit fit the theme. And a lovely Brit British gentleman told me I looked mint, which I'd never heard before, but I was here for. That's so cute. <laughs> I'm going to start um, saying that to people. You look mint. I like it. When you go in, so in the lobby, it's this beautiful 
like open air atrium that has um well, not open air but it's got an airy feeling to it yeah it's not like dark it's not enclosed um and you can kind of see right out to the pool areas which also has like besides having like a couple different pools it also has its own lazy river which once again for a value resort like it has its own lazy river right They've got beautiful palm trees in the atrium, very bright, full of light. You've got atomic starbursts tiling on the floors. Those wonderful wavy benches. How would you describe those wavy benches? Like wavy. They're wavy benches. They're like, benches that are wavy. Button seats. Everything's extremely retro. Um, and, and they're playing. So they have. Um, the, the one restaurant they have, it's not really a restaurant. It's more like a quick service with a bunch of different stations. But there's a ton of seating that's kind of in, like, the main lobby area. Um, and they're playing vintage commercials, which was really, really fun, like, being able to watch some of those while you're eating. Um, super, super cute. It's, like, commercials for, like, Slinky and things like that. I'm going to straight up say my favorite part about this resort is the Swizzle Lounge, which is their lobby bar. It is absolutely darling. It has the neon. It has the um, little atomic starburst. There's a cute little like 60s seating. And then um, the bar is a underlit and then the drinks that they offer are really good so a lot of times when people are looking at drinks at hotels especially at hotels that are theme park hotels you're kind of getting stuff that's overly sweet really sugary and it plays down to the lowest common denominator it's and always like not- a lot of them are like those the only way that I can describe them is like an alcoholic smoothie or slushy where it's like, right. Or anything like any kind of a neon drink with a glow cube in it where the flavor is just sugar. Exactly. And that's not what they did here. So when uh, we drank at the Swizzle Lounge, they were offering the greenhouse, which I got that has botanist gin, fresh lemon juice, they have a house-made honey syrup and lavender syrup. Really good. Very refreshing. They have several of those drinks that are a sort of light and refreshing style. Um, they have a few rum drinks and punches. Those ones, shockingly, didn't actually interest me quite as much. I really like their strong and boozy menu. So on their strong and boozy menu, they are doing a lot of classic cocktails. And I love being able to get a classic cocktail with maybe a little fun thrown its way. They're playing with them a bit. So they do a blood orange Negroni, which hell yes. They do a really interesting old fashioned that has Luxardo Maraschino liqueur in it. They do a Manhattan where they use the Fee Brothers Cherry Bitters. Um, and then, of course, they do the after-dinner cocktail. So right now, we're drinking a Brandy Alexander, which I'm loving. Um, and when I was there, I got their Toasted Coconut Russian, 
which uses Kaloa coffee rum, which I love Kaloa. Anything Kaloa makes, I'm here for. They use Don Q cocoa rum. I also like Don Q. And they use Bailey's Almond. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was delicious. This is really my favorite part of this hotel. My only complaint, and maybe this is messed up, is that I wish it opened sooner. Is that messed up? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. You're on vacation. Anyhow, I just think like the entire the entire experience, like the placemaking there is great. Even when you get into your room, they like the toiletries are vintage toiletries. So you would get like a little bottle of like VO5 shampoo that's in like that classic VO5 shape um with the old logo. Um what I can't remember what soap was it dial soap? It's like had... I want to say, or like zest or something. Yeah, it was one of those where you're like, they still make this, and apparently they do. And for Cabana Bay, and so every part of it was just, it's like the little things like that where they didn't have to do it, but they did it anyway, are things that you really, really appreciate. And one of the things that we kept laughing about was that this was another one of those cases where we felt like, oh wow, like. Universal kind of out Disney Disney um, because mm-hmm. Disney's always really good or at least historically has always been really good about adding things that you didn't know that you would want or need and then once you have access to those things you're like oh my gosh why like why did I not even think about this and then when they take them away you're like what um, so a really good example of that like just in in Disney at all is the Court of Angels um, that's in the Norland Square section of Disneyland that you no longer have access to as a regular park guest um, because they closed it off for a new entrance for Club 33. And it was one of those beautiful sections of the park where it was quiet. There wasn't really a purpose to it beyond just beauty um, which I guess is partly why it's sad that it got blocked off from like the general public that go into Disneyland because it was like, oh, here's a space where there really is no point to it besides that it makes you really feel like you're in New Orleans, um, except that it smells just a tiny bit better. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good point. So now we're looking at this hotel, which is again, this is the one that they're sort of considering their value option. Well, one of them. One of them. There are some other value options. This is considered one of the value options. And then you compare it to some of the value options that Disney is offering. And like you said before. It is like in this case, they out Disney Disney because I look at, so in Orlando, you have the all-stars. So you have all-star sports, all-star movies and all-star music. And so those are the themes. And those are like the themes like that. It just reminds me, it's sort of like the California adventure theme before California adventure was made where they're like, what's the theme? Yeah, it's just music. Okay. Well, like, what's the theme? All movies. Well, <laughs> and that's what kind of 
drives me insane because when I go to Cabana Bay, nobody is throwing stuff in my face like the theme is the 50s and 60s you just walk in and you're enveloped in that world and you believe it right and you kind of feel like it's not that like the theme is the the 50s and like you walk through a giant hula hoop to get in here and there's a girl in a poodle skirt walking by it's like oh no you're a part of it like the gym that they had there for example it's a jack LaLanne themed gym and so they've got a bunch of Jacqueline uh memorabilia and it's this beautiful bright and airy gym it's honestly one of the best, the best if not gym the best hotel gym I have ever been in because it wasn't like oh cripes we gotta put a gym in here for some of these people or they're gonna complain they're like oh yeah this is part of the theme so it's enormous it's bright and it's airy when I got home I was, like, really sad to be like, oh, man, I don't have a gym like this anywhere near my house. Like, I would have had, I would have bought a membership to that gym. It is the most fun I have ever had working out on vacation. Yeah, like, you actually wanted to be in there. Um, I liked being there. Yeah, it was enjoyable. And there was, like, they had TVs in there that were playing, like, some of his old workouts um, there was like Jack Lane trivia in there. I was honestly kind of shocked by it. And there then, was real memorabilia, Jack Lane memorabilia. Yeah, like they had little display cases with like a ton of stuff about him. And then you kind of compare that to like the All Stars at Disney. And I understand like that that is something some people are really going to be into that. They're like, I want to walk by giant tennis balls. And that's great but like i think where theming suffers is when the theme is literally like an overarching concept that has not been narrowed down like no specificity so when it's that broad literally what are your options you just have to throw up a whole bunch of giant figures made out of plastic or whatever and be like here are the characters remember this is about movies (laughs) well and then so they also have the art of animation which we haven't we haven't been there specifically and from what i've heard people really really like the rooms um and the theming in art of animation is maybe like a little bit better but the other thing is when you look at the cost of some of those rooms at a certain point, when you're looking at the ones that actually have, like, enough space for families, it ends up being almost as expensive or sometimes even more expensive than the moderate resorts. And some of them can creep up to the prices of some of the lower-priced, um, some of the lower-priced, most, like, expensive resorts. So you kind of go, well, if you're paying for a value and it starts to cost as much as some of the deluxes, it doesn't really make sense anymore. Which also, to kind of go on the other side of that, if you remember when we were staying at Cabana Bay, we actually walked through almost all of Universal's hotels just for fun, just to check them out because that's the thing we do, which is why we have this podcast. And I remember thinking... We're over here at some of their signatures, and I think Cabana Bay is better. Yeah, like, I think 
Because we did, we watched the Royal Pacific, which I think the way that we both, what we took away from that, because that's sort of like their South Seas themed one. So I guess the Royal Pacific is sort of um, Universal's answer to Disney's Polly. And the Polynesian is very much like, a lot of people are like, well, yeah, it's not authentic Hawaii. And I think it's not really supposed to be. It's supposed to be sort of like a retro tiki Hawaii. Um, Royal Pacific is definitely supposed to be more like, oh, the South Seas. But what really comes across like to me was a Hilton in a tropical destination. And I understand it's not a Hilton. Like, it's a Lowe's resort. But it just seems like a fancy resort in pick exotic locale here. Like, and honestly, when I was in there, I just remember it feeling impersonal. Yeah, it was just, it was like, oh, this is pretty. But I couldn't actually even really say, like, here is something that's, like, seared into my memory about what this hotel is like. And before anyone says, oh, it's because you didn't stay there, there are a bunch of Disney hotels that I've never stayed in where I walked in and went, oh, I have to stay here because of this. Like, one day I'm going to get here because, like, there was such an impression burned on my brain from just walking into the lobby. I mean, that is actually why I ended up booking a stay at the Poly once is because we walked into the lobby and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I have to stay well, here. And I'll be the first to say, I still haven't gotten a chance to stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge. And that's that's what – hello, Jedi thank you (laughs) and like animal kingdom lodge that definitely is when i walked into it and was like oh gonna have to stay here and it was from one visit one time and that's all it took and i wanted to stay royal pacific i honestly would not care if i ever stayed there no and I would be fine with not staying there either. I think, was that also the one that we got lost in? And I was starting to feel like we were in an episode of the Twilight Zone. Like we could not get out of that hotel. Yes. <laughs> um, and then there was also Sapphire Falls, um, which I want to say Sapphire Falls, is that like a, I think that's like more of like a Caribbean theme, which very pretty. And the one thing that I will definitely say is that we didn't get a chance to go to it, but apparently the the rum bar that they have there has a staff that really knows what they're doing and they're serving good rum. Um, yeah, we looked at the menu and we were like, oh, we're coming back. Yes, but we did go check out what the bar looked like and I was all stoked about it and I was like, oh, like it's just kind of like tucked off the side of a um, of a restaurant and there's nothing... There's nothing all that, like, impressive about it at all that, like, speaks to theming, especially if you're somebody that's, like, really into that and you're comparing, like, another rum bar experience. It's really hard to go from, like, Trader Sam's to do that and then be like, oh, and here is literally, like, you're walking up to a bar. Well, and I'm going to say this. I think the Swizzle Lounge has more impact. Oh, it does. Because once again, like it has, um, it just has a really good sense of itself. It does. It's tiny, but immediately when you walk up to it, you feel you're in a specific time and a place. 
and it really you you buy the theme right and then and like hello hello this goddamn piece of shit just keeps kicking me off and i don't understand it you putting that on the podcast I don't know. <laughs> Depends how much editing I feel like doing, which is probably none. Where were we? Uh, we were talking about how the Swizzle Lounge actually has more personality than, uh, what is it? It's like Strong Water Tavern or something. Yes. And it does. It does. I'm glad we, I'm glad we, uh, we figured that out. <laughs> Um, and we also went to, like, getting back into it. Um, we also went and checked out like the Aventura Resort, which is another one of um, another one of Universal's. Um, fuck me! Here comes the cocktail. <laughs> Value resorts. So we checked that one out too, and I'm gonna be real. Like, Universal doesn't always kick goals in everything because this one i feel like the theme was like covid19 yes they were eerily prescient it was like really sterile seeming and i know they were like sleek sophisticated talk to your friends from pods yes and also like you hate color and like what if apple was a hotel and it was cheap i found it deeply disturbing i just like i have this thing where i feel like lately a lot of the most new resorts that are being built by both disney and universal the theme is literally like millennials (laughs) and i just want to be like no we don't actually want that thank you no, like, I don't want the hotel to look like houses that people built for me. Do not put sub- Subway Tile in there. St- it's like it. millennials, but designed by boomers. Yes, they're like, the millennials surely want this. And I'm like, no, I actually don't care if, you know, we have like those those sliding, like the fucking barnyard doors. <laughs> like, please don't put that in my hotel room. I'm going to roll over my foot. A child will lose their fingers. Like, don't, no, stop it. And, like, why is the lobby filled with, like, buffet sneeze guards? <laughs> it did kind of look like that, I didn't just, it? I didn't understand. It's like, isn't the lobby a place of coming together and getting excited about your stay and uh, being welcomed and instead there were just like these pods and sneeze guards everywhere it was like separate yourselves which you know might actually play out for them quite nicely in the era of COVID-19 right they might not have to actually make too many changes but like I think there's been a major turn at least what I've seen in the way like design is happening now where they're like we're not going to go for like, but we're going for more subtle theming, sleek, classic, contemporary. And I'm like, I don't actually 
want that. Like it used to be, you know, I feel like when you look at Wilderness Lodge and Animal Kingdom Lodge um, and the Polly, for example, when you walk in, you walk in and the idea the lobby is like, it sets the tone and it takes your breath away and it's amazing. And you're kind of like, holy shit. And now like the latest things to open, it's like, you don't even need a lobby because you checked in on your phone. Just go up to your room. Get out of here. We don't want you to stand here. There's no, there. like, I feel like the selling point is like, you don't have to talk to anyone. <laughs> like, don't hang out around here. We know you just want to isolate yourself, which once again, I guess, yeah, it's going to work out real great. But well, and they seem to be going for this like sophistication thing where it's like, we're being very serious. We're being grown up and sophisticated. And I'm like, I'm literally about to go to a place to pretend that I go to wizarding school. It's okay if you let me have fun here. Right. Like, like to buy a $70 wand and pretend that I have just been pulled into Hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizardry and you think that i want my hotel to play grown-ups and i feel like for whatever reason that is kind of how they're like trying to sell it to people is like when you want a break from your vacation if i wanted a break from this like if i wanted a break from the theming do you think i would take my vacation at disney world would i take my vacation at a place where it's just people screaming on roller coasters and like hugging minions. Like, no. So I don't want to go to my hotel to escape theming. Like, I don't understand how all of a sudden, because even Disney did it. Like they have like some of the newest additions to their resorts. What, what is the one? It's like Riviera. Yes. Where once again, the theme is not like the French Riviera or like it's literally like all the Rivieras, just just like they couldn't them. even choose a Riviera. Like, oh my god! Yes, they're like uh, just just all of them, all of them together. Like we don't we don't really care, just all of them. And so, when I compare like that to Wilderness Lodge, I'm struggling to see like what is supposed to draw me in. To the one where, like, the theme is, like, it's, like, the LaCroix of theming. Like, not one of those new ones would pull me away from Cabana. No, like, I would rather stay at Cabana Bay and then go to Disney Parks from there. Which is something I never thought I would say in my life. But Oh, same. What a time to be alive. Agreed. All right. I think we have covered it. Yeah. This is a little more time. We did it in less than an hour and a half. Yeah. We're going to try and cut these episodes down a little bit as we learn what works. Apparently, 90 minutes of talking um, about like two rides was maybe a little much for some people. We're a little more subdued this time. Um, we're going to see how this works. I think this might be a little bit better in terms of, of the timing. But yeah, just let us know, guys. Or don't. Again, if you do have ideas for what you'd like us to talk about it, we are here for it. 
you can find myself, Airy Paradise, on Instagram at bark.keeping. So that's B-A-R-K dot K-E-E-P-I-N-G. And you can find me on Instagram. That's L Phantasm um, at Molo Coyote. So here we go. M-O-L-O-K-A-I-Y-O-T-E. And don't ask me to spell when I've been drinking. Woo! All right, guys. Well, I think there's only one thing left to say. I think there is. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Drink up. Drink up. Before, before the, the rise, rise goes down. down. What the fuck? Like someday we'll actually be able to say that like we are really twins. Yeah, but we obviously can't today. Yeah. Or any other day. All right. All right. Cool. <laughs> Drink it before the rise go down, guys. Same, same. Bye. <laughs>